as it is a time of reflection tonight. And uh, of course, tomorrow we will have a season we call Thanksgiving. And I wanted to just share with you a few things. Notice the verse here, 1 Chronicles 16, verse number 8. Great verse. Let's read this verse together, all right? Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people. Everybody see the verse there? Let's, let's read it together again. Here we go. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people. Now, when you think about Thanksgiving, uh, I, 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 I just sat and reflected over the last day or so about Thanksgiving. So many thoughts came across my mind, and I don't want to take the time for all of them tonight, but this, a lot of this goes back to historical things, especially our country. I am proud and thankful to be an American. And I, I'll tell you, uh, I, know, I know that America has a lot of problems. But I'll tell you this, I am so thankful that God put me in the United States of America. And I, when I was sitting there thinking about Thanksgiving, I, you know, my mind went back to the beginning of our nation and, uh, and its, its roots. Uh, I, I read that on January the 20th, 1676, that the governing council of Charleston, Massachusetts held a meeting to determine how best, this was what the meeting was for, they got together to determine how best to express thanks for the good fortune that they had seen their community uh, securely established. In other words, God had been so good to us, how do we express this thanks? And by unanimous vote, this was in 1676, by unanimous vote, they instructed Edward Rawson, who was the clerk at that time, to proclaim June 29th as the day of thanksgiving, which would have been the first day of thanksgiving in our nation. Now, on that same day, there was a proclamation, and I think I put either all or the biggest part of that in your notes tonight, but I want you to look at that first thanksgiving proclamation. Now, some of the wording is not exactly the way we would talk today, but I think you can get the heart of it, and I want you to see this because it says, the holy God... That's a good way to start, by the way, right there. Having by a long and continual series of his afflictive dispensations in and by the present war with the heathen natives of this land, written, this is talking about God, written and brought to pass bitter things against his own covenant people in this wilderness, yet so that we evidently discern that in the midst of of his judgments, he hath remembered, what's it say? Mercy. Does that sound like Bible to you? It sounds like the Word of God. He hath remembered mercy. Notice, having remembered his footstool in the day of his sore displeasure against us for our sins. And look, there were, there's people in the Bible who not only confessed the sins of the people, but included themselves in those very same confessions. Uh, David did that. Many others did. And that's exactly what you're seeing in this proclamation in the early days of our country. Wouldn't it be something if we had a president today that would say, yes, I did do that. 
And we are a sinful people. You don't see that anymore nowadays, but you see it here in this proclamation on the first Thanksgiving Day. Let's read on. He says, with many singular intimations of his fatherly compassion and regard, reserving many of our towns from desolation threatened and attempted by the enemy and giving us, especially of late, with many of our confederates, many signal advances against them without such disadvantage to ourselves as formerly we had been sensible of, if it be the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. It certainly bespeaks our positive thankfulness when our enemies are in any measure disappointed or destroyed and fearing the Lord should take notice under so many intimations of his returning mercy, we should be found and insensible people as not standing before him with thanksgiving, as well as lading him with our complaints in the time of pressing afflictions. I mean, honestly, you think about uh, what was said there. I mean, it's amazing how they recognize the goodness of God. And listen, even at times when God had to bring judgment on them, hey, listen, I'm going to tell you something. That's what America needs today is America needs God to be God so that God would shake us and wake us up as a nation and hopefully as his people. In a letter from Edward Winslow, and this was during the same time period, but this man named Edward Winslow, he wrote a letter to a friend back in England. Now remember, that's where they came from. So he writes, and here's what he says in his letter. He says, and God be praised, we had a good increase. He goes on to say, our harvest being gotten in, our governor sent four men on fowling that so we might, after a special manner, rejoice together. Winslow continued later on in that same letter to his friend, and here's what he says, these things, and again, there's much more that he said, but he says, these things I thought good to let you understand that you might, on our behalf, Give, thank, give God thanks who hath dealt so favorably with us. You know what he, Winslow was saying to those back in England? He's saying, look, it's all good here. God's been good to us. Folks, look, you think about, and I know many of us have, have heard and read some of the accounts of some of those winners and how many lives were lost and the hardships. But he says here, he says, oh, he says, we had a good increase. He said, oh, God's been good to us. Uh, I just want you to know, I just wanted to write this just to tell you how things are favorable with us. Uh, to the Puritans, when it came come times of Thanksgiving, a true Thanksgiving to the Puritans was a day of prayer, and it was a day of pious humiliation, thanking God for His special providence. Now you think about America today, what's Thanksgiving going to be like? Food, football, can I think of another F? Friday, Black Friday, right? <laughs> so I just alliterated for you there, right? But, you know, and, and, and honestly, some of those, those aren't bad things, but that's what Thanksgiving is to the average American and honestly to some Christians. But it's a time of reflection. It's a time to think about how good God has been and to thank God for what he's done for us over these many years as a nation. Henry Ward Beecher, look what he says, and this quote is amazing. Pride 
slays thanksgiving. But a humble mind is the soil out of which thanks naturally grows. A proud man is seldom a grateful man, for he never thinks he gets as much as he deserves. Pride gets in the way to where we can't give thanks to God. You know why? Because it's all about us and it's not about Him. And Thanksgiving is a day that we need to make sure that we are thanking the God of heaven. In 1941, Franklin D. Roosevelt, he signed a resolution in our country and when he signed that, it moved Thanksgiving Day, and again, I just showed you earlier that it was not always the fourth Thursday, but when he signed this, it moved it to the fourth Thursday of the month of November. And in this resolution that Roosevelt signed, here's what he said on that day. He said, on this day of Thanksgiving, may God rest your heart and mind. May he bless and keep you and your family. May he continue to extend his blessings upon our great nation, guiding us and all by his word. May he grant us patience and perseverance in the unexpected turns and tests of our age. May he impress upon us the spirit of our forefathers, their, their soul-deep craving for freedom, expressed with courage and wisdom, as we meet the particular challenges of our days. And let us always approach our Heavenly Father with true thankfulness, not just today, but every day, not only in our triumphs, but also in our trials, by acknowledging our utter dependence on Him to supply our wants and needs. For in Him, we live and move and have our being. Even self-reliance, he said, at its root, reliance on Him. Reliance on Him. That's why Paul wrote to those in Philippi, and Paul said, Be careful for nothing but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding. Notice, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You know, tonight, here's the thought that I had is, thanksgiving is really thanks living. And it's not just one day a year. It should be every day of our lives. Is that we live a thankful life. A man years ago who, honestly, God gave him a lot of wisdom by the name of Charles Spurgeon. Look what he said. He said, I think that it is a better thing than thanksgiving, and that is thanks living. How is this to be done? How can we live a thankful life? Here's what Spurgeon said. By a general cheerfulness of manner, by an obedience to the command of Him by whose mercy we live, by a perpetual, constant delighting of ourselves, and here's the key, in the Lord and by a submission of our desires to His will. Of our desires. Jesus put it this way, not my will, but thine be done. And we need to be a thankful people. And I hope that you are a thankful person, and I hope that you enjoy 
tomorrow, and I, honestly, I hope every day of your life as a Christian that you think about and you thank God for all that He's done for you. And many ways we can do that. One of the ways that I'm thankful is, is that we can go to the Lord in prayer and we can be thankful in that way. And so if you would take your prayer page tonight and, uh, 